Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of my brand new live streaming show. If you would like to call in, um, that's an option now. Whereas when I was doing the audio podcast, um, those were all just pre-recorded and people could leave a message, but it just wasn't that exciting. And I had people leave messages saying, well, I wish I could talk to you in person, but I just wanted to say this. So that's what we got. We got a live call in now. All right. 515-602-9751. Um, please do cut me a little bit of slack here, folks. This is actually my literal very first time using some of the technologies that I'm using tonight, um, including the call-in technology. Uh, so if we have some technical uh, glitches and mess-ups, Eh, just bear with it. We'll, we'll, we'll get better with that over the time. I'm doing this all myself. Um, and I don't have a uh, producer or anything like that. Okay. So what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get as well. Uh, I've got the callers running through a little speaker in the room here and hopefully that won't feedback or do any weird shit. So getting those disclaimers uh, out of the way. Let me adjust my camera a little bit. Okay. Um, it is today, the 27th of June, Monday night. We will be doing this show every Monday and Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Um, obviously, uh, I will not be doing them on Fridays uh, I'm Jewish. I'm Shomer Shabbos. I do not record things on the Sabbath. Uh, so that's why you only get it two times a week because I wanted to have one on Monday and I wanted to have one on Wednesday. And I didn't want to do Tuesday and Thursday because those are just inconvenient for me. Uh, so this is what it is. Monday and Wednesdays at 10 p.m. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting some guests uh, to hear uh, once I've got the show established a little bit and I'll have some people to talk to. There's some background noise and uh, you'll just have to deal with that because, hey, this is DIY, folks. It's not a professional uh, studio. It's just a room in my house where I have set up a light and a camera to do the live stream okay uh try to keep it pretty down to earth nothing too fancy here uh i don't have you know professional cameras all that other stuff don't have the money for all that it's not for a lack of uh wanting it to be quality but i think we're doing pretty good visual quality and once uh get back after the show is done for the first time, I will be able to uh, discern whether or not uh, we have 
good sound quality. Um, there is a live chat that will be going during each show on Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Central. Um, you can go in there and talk all you want. I don't have that uh, super chat function yet. I think you have to have uh, like 4,000 subscribers or some crap like that to get that going. So after I've had the show going for a while, maybe we'll develop that. Or maybe they'll shadow ban the hell out of me and uh, I get neither one of them. Neither the 4,000 nor the, <laughs> the uh, super chat. So uh, now down to the nitty gritty in the business. Tomorrow is the Republican primaries of Illinois. Aren't we excited about that? No, we're not really that excited. Sorry. The reason why we're not that excited is because the GOP is just a hot mess. Um, and it's not just in this state, but definitely extra hot mess in this state of Illinois. 99% of people running as Republicans uh, last within the last year um, have not ever been mentioned on any official GOP website or social media, email blast, or any fucking thing. And they really threw the new generation under the bus. Uh, a lot of the people that kind of started getting politically active uh, when Trump was in office and maybe more so towards the end after the coronavirus stuff. Uh, a lot of people are new that are running. They are not establishment politicians. They're political outsiders. A lot of them have almost no political experience whatsoever. And to me, that's great. Um, and I'll do some endorsements in a couple minutes, but we had a shining crop of conservative, right-wing, populist, make America great again, all the, you know, uh, even libertarian, all those kind of vibes uh, running as Republicans, because like I said, they just got involved in politics under Trump. Trump was a Republican, so they figure, well, I'm a Trump Republican. This is my base. I mean, I don't get these people to support me. But what we forget is that the GOP at the top were not Trump Republicans, guys. Most of them were never Trumpers. He was not the favorite pick, okay? I'll make my statements about what I personally think about Donald Trump after this, but realistically, the GOP is not the party of Trump. It's the party of the GOP. It is the party of trying to win weekly. Um, it is the party of, of graceful loss. Oh, well, we lost this time, but at least we stood by what we believe in which is always a lie. They never stood by what they believe in. And if they did, they were more likely to win. Um, there's a big disconnect 
between the Republican Party and the people on the ground who voted Trump in, voted for Trump last time, and who are, well, you know, right wing. The GOP is only very mildly nominally right wing. They are infested with neocons who want tons of big government, tons of tell you what to do stuff, which is, I hate to break it to you guys, but not present in a constitutional republic. That is the purpose of calling yourselves Republicans because this nation was built as a constitutional republic. If you are not supporting the ideas that are espoused in the constitution, you're not a real Republican. I hate to break it to you, okay? These type of reasons and these snakes and fakers and bullshit is why I am running as an independent. I do not want to be lumped in affiliated or disrespected by the establishment uh, GOP. They are wishy-washy on the pro-life stuff. Now that, oh, Roe versus Wade has been overturned, and we'll talk about that again in a moment. Um, oh, yes, yeah, great, great, good job, pro-life, you know. Um, but before that, they just kind of like accepted, oh, well, the Supreme Court has decided on that, and we're just going to let it be. Roe versus Wade won't get overturned. This is the same thing with the gay marriage. Oh, well, you know, the, the Supreme Court's already decided that. Let's not, it can't be. There's over 200 times in American history that the Supreme Court has overturned previous rulings. So, like, when you get an accomplishment you know, through the Supreme Court, you have to try and keep it, number one. And if you get a loss in the Supreme Court, you have to keep trying to fight it to overturn that. And they just kind of gave up. Okay, they gave up. They gave up on a lot of things. Um, in my district, I'm running as an independent because the GOP is running Esther Joy King, a perennial loser. No offense to the lady personally. I have met her. I even went to her fundraisers and did some calling for her last year. She can't win. That's what I mean by loser. I don't mean that she's bad at life or she has bad ideas or anything. She's got a very tiny, tiny, tiny personality. And an even smaller speaking voice. That's not going to win in Illinois, guys. These motherfuckers out here are listening to loud music. They can't hear you mumbling, okay? They're smoking weed and drinking and having a regular life that's trying to escape the, the harsh realities that, that we're dealing with. And most people are not going to listen to some stodgy, fingers crossed, straight-laced, and dare I say it, white woman from out in Moline, who cannot connect with the average person. This is a perennial problem 
with the GOP is connecting with people because you know what? The majority of people that I talk to, when I decouple Republican ideas from the Republican Party, most people are not turned off by the ideas. It's the association with the Republicans that disgusts them. Now, given a lot of that disgust is misplaced, it's based on things that they read in the media about Republicans, quote unquote. And it's things that they, they, they came up with based on false narratives a lot of times, blah, 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 blah. That being said, even though there is a lot of confusion, the problem is the party. And I'm actually starting to believe that the problem is parties in general. The entire system of political parties uh, we have the two parties, which are really working together as one party. And then we have this third party libertarians who are just like outsiders. And they've coalesced around a bunch of essentially people who didn't fit into the other parties. But they still want, you know, close to the Constitution. I won't say that every libertarian wants the Constitution because some libertarians are definitely more extreme and want it to go even further than what the constitution says. And, and that's fine. You can have that position, but I'm just clarifying that I am a populist and a constitutionalist. Um, so I'm going to go with the United States constitution. I'm going to defer to that in, in, in policy matters. Uh, whereas maybe some other people will defer to, you know, different ideologies and things like that. Um, so I dovetail a lot with a lot of the libertarians. A lot of people call me a libertarian, but I'm not a member of the Libertarian Party, even though I have sometimes voted for members of the Libertarian Party in the ballot box. I'm an independent. I'm still going to vote tomorrow in the Republican primary because that's the side that's closest to my beliefs. But the reality is that the primary system where they have this like elimination process for the two parties to me is a farce. I'm going tomorrow to vote in the primaries to help those people who I hope to get forward, get forward. But to me, that's an unnecessary step. Why can't it be that we don't have primaries and that the general election is it? Hmm? Why can't it be that everybody who's running has a chance in the general election? Just, just picture this for a moment, that there's no primaries, okay? And... All of these GOP guys, let's say there's, I don't know, six or something running for governor, Republican options. What if there's no primary? And then all six of them had a chance to run against Pritzker, the incumbent. What's wrong with that? They say, oh, well, that would split the vote. That's the argument for primaries, that it will split the Republican vote between these different people and 
then the Democrats in the end will win. Well, the solution for that is that you will allow people in the incumbents party to run as well. So if Pritzker, for example, in, in, in my model, if Pritzker runs again, he would still have to beat 10 other Democrats that want to come up and, and try and, and take his seat. Why not? Why is it set up in this way that the majority of the candidates get eliminated before the general election? And we know that people who identify as a certain party go and vote in these primaries or people who are choosing to influence the roles of, of, of a certain party, and I'll get to that in a moment, uh, that they're going to the primary to vote, to eliminate people, essentially. We should not be eliminating people from the ballot. If anything, we should be adding more people to it. We should have more options just than who is the most popular Republican and the incumbent Democrat. Who is the most popular Republican in the primaries is not necessarily who's going to be the most popular Republican in the general election. And I can tell you that based on, number one, experience. I was an election judge for like over a decade, but I'm trying to figure out how many <laughs> elections were in that. But anyway, about about 12 different years, I, I, I was an election judge back during Obama and did every local election up through the election of Trump. This past one in 2020, I was not an election judge and you see how that went. Um, in my experience, there is such a thing as voter fraud. I've had people come in with fake addresses. I had somebody come in trying to vote with my own address before. And I, I showed, I said, they, they live at so-and-so lane, which was literally right around the corner during my election judging. And every all the other election judges laughed at the person. But it's not really that funny now that we look and say, oh, wow, you know, how many millions, thousands of people did they set up to just go and give the wrong address? And they voted somewhere in Chicago and then came out and voted somewhere in the suburbs as well or whatever. Um. But working as an election judge for over a decade, number one, has soured me on primaries. <laughs> and number two, uh, confirmed my suspicion of the existence of voter fraud. Uh, and what I saw was, for example, lifelong Democrats who preferred a more liberal opponent to the Democrat come and vote in the Republican primaries. That's how we got Rauner. If anybody remembers Governor Rauner, he was a conservative who all the liberals wanted to scream about how he was a terrible Republican, but he was just a liberal. He wasn't pro-life, he wasn't anti-tax, he wasn't anything conservative, all right? Rauner was a fucking joke and he was elected because lifelong Democrats filled up the Republican primary ballots. 
How do I know this? Because I lived in that neighborhood and I know the people personally. I see the democratic signs that they've had in their yards for so many years, but they all came out to vote for Rauner to make sure that he won the primary so that if their opponent did not, if, if their candidate did not win, then they at least had someone who was liberal and still somewhat on their side from the other side winning. It's common. It's not a weird thing for people to go to the other parties, especially for Democrats to come to the Republicans, because Republicans apparently are not that woke to this fucking uh, strategy. But it's very common for people that are Democrats to go and vote in Republican primaries to try and put in the shittiest Republican possible. Okay? Fuck primaries. We need to stop them. Okay? It needs to stop. Everybody who wants to be on the ballot should be on the ballot. Now, I'm running as a write-in um, in District 17. And, of course, if you live in Peoria, Moline, or Rockford, or any of the areas surrounding in that weird G-shaped district that we have, if you live in District 17, please write me in. I'm an independent. Even if you're watching this and you're normally a Democrat or normally vote or normally don't vote, I don't know, show up in November general election day the important one and write me in district 17 why am i running as a write-in very rarely do write-in ballots get counted incorrectly how do I know this? I was an election judge. Hello. Okay. I had to count the votes before, and I know what happens with write-ins. A write-in has to be specially scanned, and it goes into a separate category. Um, if you're doing it on the machine, it's a special type of ballot, and if you're doing it on paper, it gets counted in a special way as well. Um, frankly, Why not even, why even have a ballot at this point? We should just have everyone be a write-in and whoever got the people to remember their name and care about them enough to all write that person in. Well, I really think they should probably win. I'm, it's just my populist sentiment, but I really think they should probably win. Um. So we've established why I'm running as an independent and, and why I uh, don't like primaries, even though I'm still going to vote in the damn primary tomorrow. Fuck. I am going to vote for Max Solomon. So I am officially endorsing Mr. Max Solomon and his running mate, Latasha Fields. Uh, they're pro-homeschooling, they're conservative, uh, they are pretty much talking about a lot of the similar ideas that I am, I'm maybe not as extreme as me, but they're on, on the same wavelength. 
Um, Donald Trump made a foolish move in uh, Illinois the other day when he endorsed Darren Bailey. Darren Bailey could not win against Prisker in a fight. 90 seconds. Nope. In a fight, let alone a uh, an election. Um, the phone lines will be closing in about one minute, apparently. It only lasts for so long. 515-602-9751 if you do want to call in this last one minute. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to put that out there that I am definitely supporting Max Solomon. And I recommend that you go and vote for his ass tomorrow too. And even if you're a Democrat, go to the Republican primaries tomorrow and vote for Max Solomon. Because I guarantee you, whether you're a Democrat or a MAGA Republican, you're not going to want this motherfucker, Darren Bailey. Okay? On the astronomically long shot that he could possibly win, like say Pritzker dropped dead or something, because uh, he was, you know, he's just fat and he had a heart attack or something. If that's what happens and Darren Bailey actually wins, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is really going to happen? He's from Xenia, Illinois. He essentially lives in a suburb of Nashville. <laughs> he's closer to Nashville than Chicago. He has no base in Chicago. He's he he posted a, a rally he was having in Cook County. Notice it said Cook County, not Chicago. And it was all white people over 60 and one Asian guy wearing a mask. And although there's nothing wrong with white people over 60, there's a lot of white people over 60 in my family. However, this is Illinois, and that is not the demographic that wins elections here, okay? Do you want to win, or do you want to gracefully lose and have stuck to your laurels? You can stick to your ethics, folks, and still win. I hate to break it to all these, you know conservatives that you can actually still believe in God and all the things you believe in. But adopt a winning strategy. It's a thing. It can be done. I'm just telling you. Maybe you don't realize that you can be ethical and also win, but it can be done. Um, also, other endorsements. In the 49th state Senate race, I am endorsing Felicity Joy Solomon. And I honestly do not know if she's related to Max Solomon or not. They just have the same last name as far as I know, and they don't look that much alike. Uh, and none of this is because my husband's Hebrew name is Shlomo. This is completely just a chance uh but 
if you're in that district for the uh, 49th State Senate District, we're not talking about for U.S. Senate, we're talking about State Senate for Illinois. Felicity, she's really noticeable. She's got like a kind of almost like mohawk type of hair and it's like blue-green. She's, she's very noticeable. You'll recognize her. You can look on um, probably some of my social media things and find me following her. Anyway, she seems to have some good ideas. She seems real positive, authentic. She believes in God strongly. I think she's got something good going on there, just like uh, Max Solomon and Latasha Fields. Um, also, outside of my district, I cannot vote for the young man, but I endorse Gino Young because he's from my old district, ye old school South Side. He's in the first congressional district. And I would love to meet up with him in Congress if we would both win. Because uh, he's from a different district than mine. So we theoretically can both win and go to Washington. He's running for U.S. Congress in the first congressional district. And that goes up from uh, south side of Chicago in like a narrow shape and widens out into uh, like kind of like the back end of uh Bourbonnet, I believe it goes all the way out to Bourbonnet. So if you're in the first district, vote for Gino Young. He plays the drums. He's conservative. Uh, he seems to be a pretty snappy dresser, too. That has nothing to do with the politics. I just wanted to throw that in as a plus for the guy. Um, but again, believes in God, strong uh, right wing viewpoints. He seems pretty populist to me. He's back in Max Solomon as well. So Gino Young, Felicity Joy Solomon, Max Solomon, and Latasha Fields are all good news, and you should support them. Darren Bailey, Richard Irving, bad news, do not support. Okay? Do not support. Darren Bailey has repeatedly raised taxes. He wore, he, 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 he got thrown out of the state Senate for not wearing a mask, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of based. But then he put on the mask. Like, I thought you were refusing to wear a mask, but now you're wearing a mask. Then he said he was like, fasting or something we blamed it on on uh, like religious fasting or something but he passed out from wearing the mask in the state senate on the floor and they had to wheel him out of there is that what you want for your governor somebody who's going to pass out from wearing a mask a guy who wouldn't admit to not being vaccinated uh, in public, he only made uh, these statements in private political gatherings. Meanwhile, Max Solomon, uh, they almost didn't let him debate because they want to give him a COVID test and, and he was not vaccinated. Um, there's a lot of fucking tyranny going on and we need to wipe that shit out. We cannot go half ass right now, people. Okay. We got to go all the way with freedom because we did half-ass before. 
All right. We did it for many, many years and they fucked us. All right. They did these lockdowns. They ruined our businesses. They ruined our fucking uh, entire economy. Not to mention the environmental impact of all the masks and shit. I don't even want to get into that. Um, we have too much tyranny. And the tyrants are emboldened. They are very, very emboldened. They figure, hey, if we got away with this much, let's keep on going. And this is where the tide has to turn, folks. You got people out here that don't even understand uh, the words that they're using. Like, for example, I'm on Twitter again. Since I'm a candidate, I think they can't delete me right now. I don't know. Um, you know, the last time I rejoined Twitter, I got deleted within less than 24 hours banned um but now that's a candidate page maybe they won't do that um, but anyway i was on twitter today and i can't even have a normal debate anymore years ago there used to be political debates now there's just like this virulent name calling and people uh, shouting out emotional responses and almost uh, autistic level uh, where, where they're just bitter and brutal and they don't know what they're talking about is the worst part. It's okay to be like harsh, stinging in your replies and when you say something and it really hits home and I, yeah, okay, I can respect that, but really you don't know what words mean? I like I there was a guy that told me there were several holocausts today on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He believes that every time there was a pogrom or that the, the, the Jews were harmed or expelled or something, that that was a holocaust. That's what the word of the, the level that we're at. And he was using this argument to defend the idea of the pilgrims getting kicked out of Europe, that they deserve to be expelled. Can't make this up. I had another person uh, who apparently also believed there was a war on emails. Maybe he meant females. Oh my God, maybe he did mean females. But he, anyway, he said there was a war on emails <laughs> and that um, because I wasn't against Roe versus Reagan overturned that I was a, a Nazi. I hate to break it to you, but ding, ding, ding. Nazis are the ones killing children for eugenic purposes, which is what abortion generally is. Um, now, since we've kind of touched on that already, I guess my political, specific political endorsements are uh, over for now. Uh, so 
we'll move into the Roe versus Wade bit. Uh, I, for one, am very, very happy that Roe versus Wade was overturned. But we have not yet completed my plan. A few days before the Roe versus Wade ruling came down, I mean, of course, there were rumors about it for a couple of weeks, but before the actual ruling came down, I had posted a video um, about the solution to the abortion debate, which was to remove it from the federal level, which is they've just done. But then to also remove it from the state level, which hasn't yet been done. We still need to get there because my plan is to move it down here to the street local level because abortion, while I am completely against abortion in any other case other than to save the life of the mother, which is extremely, 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 extremely rare. But Jewish law dictates that if a mother faces certain death because of the pregnancy or the childbirth, then an abortion must be done. Some crazy liberals who don't know the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet are over there saying that Abortion is part of Judaism and that it needs to be legal everywhere because your Roe versus Wade being overturned somehow robs Jews of constitutional religious rights. Let me tell you right now, that's bullshit. Okay. First of all, Jews are supposed to be people of the book, right? I mean, we're supposed to do a little bit of reading, a little bit of research. I don't know why these people are calling themselves a Jewish group and have done next to no reading. But number one, they could read what Roe versus Wade actually is and understand that with it being overturned, that has not made abortion illegal in the United States, dumbasses. Okay, what the ruling means is that it's brought it back down to the responsibility of the states, that the state can decide whether they have abortion or not. It used to be, well, they had to allow it in every state because of Roe versus Wade. Now, certain states, should they choose not to, can disallow abortion. Ideally, in my model, it would be at the town level. Like just the, the same day you go to vote for your mayor, you would have a referendum on abortion. And that way we wouldn't have anybody, number one, being forced into uncomfortable situations or else pay taxes that support a community where abortions go on. It's very easy to move from one town to the next town as opposed to say, oh, well, I don't want to support abortion, but you know, my job and everything is here. I can't move to a whole nother state, right? Same thing with people who are pro-abortion or pro-abortion choice, whatever. If you want abortions, then you should go 
They should have a referendum locally and you go and vote in support of it. If they decide that they don't want abortions in your town and you really, for whatever reason, feel that that you need an abortion, I, look, I don't know why people think that they need that. But if you really feel that like, oh, maybe you have a health concern that your doctor's not taking seriously and that you feel that you might die or something because of, of the pregnancy, then you could go to the another town rather than having to go all the way to another state. So that's my idea. But in the interim, uh, yes, this is one step closer to my idea by moving it down to the state level. Now I know some feminists, well, all feminists uh, probably are really, you know, not a fan of it, but if you just let it scale back and keep pushing for it to come to the local level, I think everybody could be happy that way. I really do. Or at least compromisingly happy, content. Um, but you got people really out here acting a fool thinking that they just criminalized abortion and, and that if you had, uh, I really read that someone thinking that you having a miscarriage, which is medically described as a spontaneous abortion, that, that people were going to start being jailed for having a miscarriage. Um, and the one example that they could dig up was a woman who had a custody uh, issue. Okay. <laughs> That's in, in the court because she was, she was on drugs and then, and then the dad basically was trying to sue the mom because she did a bunch of drugs and the baby died. Um, that's not the same thing as punishing people who have a natural miscarriage. Most miscarriages are not due to you doing something to your body to try and kill the baby. So even the most extreme Christian preacher guy who is against abortion is not thinking what you think he thinks because of what I just said. Anyway, um, Joe Biden and his people are right now, uh, Kamala Harris and all them, are right now trying to discuss ways that they can figure out how to get taxpayer dollars to uh, pay for abortion travel expenses. Like, oh, I don't want to stay in this state. I want to go out of the state to have an abortion. The taxpayer should pay for that somehow. No! No, no asshole. As a matter of fact, the tax dollars should stop paying for pretty much everything they're fucking paying for. Don't add more shit, okay? Uh, we're being taxed to fucking death. Uh, I don't know who is not noticing this. Is anybody around? Hey, you like being taxed? You like being taxed? I have some crickets. Nobody likes being fucking taxed. That's another point that I wanted to bring up. Taxation is theft. And they want to steal the money from you 
in order to kill your fellow citizens with it. Right now, they're, they, I mean, they're already stealing the money to go kill people in other countries. In, uh, you know, well, 10 million different wars that we have our fingers in. Who knows what, what they all are. Um, but yeah, they're going to take your money, kill your kids with it. And that's special. And that's special. They really think that that's somehow like they're the moral authority. Moral authority. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. They, they consider themselves to be the moral authority. And they have no morals. But yet they consider themselves the moral authority. It's really weird. It's really weird. Um, I think I said everything I had to say about the abortion issue. Look, folks, I'm against it. But I don't believe that the government should enforce my personal beliefs on everybody. So bring it down to town-to-town -to -town regulation. I think that'll make it all a moot point. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up because we got about 10 minutes left here in the one-hour broadcast. So what's coming up is I plan to, you know, the weather's nice today. Uh, thankfully, but it has been extremely hot recently. And I was planning to uh, go and get some kind of like entertaining man on the street uh, footage, maybe to add to an intro or something like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go around in Peoria and uh, gather up, some local folks footage and, and get some local folks saying what's what's their viewpoints and um, we can you know discuss that a little bit because I'm really actually honestly sick of the internet left uh, pretending that they own the entire political discourse there is so little opposing thought allowed on the internet that these guys have actually begun to believe that everyone thinks like them and the thing is it's not everyone thinks like you guys the problem is that everybody who doesn't think like you is being silenced by corporations and the government in one way or another whether they're completely shadow banned and just hidden or if they're actually silenced, like, you know, people beat them up or try to kill them physically, you know. Which, by the way, I heard Justice Kavanaugh had an assassination attempt, which is fucked up. Um, look, let me tell this to all of you revolutionaries out there. Assassination never works don't try it it's stupid all right i am ambivalent about kavanaugh I'm not super fan of his and i don't dislike the guy just figure he's just a guy right um uh, but if i hated him 
if I hated the government so much, do you really think you could put all the onus on one person? Like, really? Let's talk about the, the, the political efficacy of something like an assassination attempt. Number one, you make your side look terrible, like crazy killers. Number two, even if you're successful and you assassinate the person in government who you hate so much, there's still the rest of the whole fucking government. There's no one person that's making the government suck. It's the entire function of it and the way that the state apparatus has been misused, abused for many decades, many, 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 many decades now. Um, so don't try to fucking kill your political opponent. It's the dumbest shit you could possibly do. It's almost like you would have to be a fed to do something like that and now we've gone into the last topic for the night which is feds there's a lot of those motherfuckers out there we had a guy who tried to join our band bleach battalion my band bleach battalion uh claimed to be a drummer and wrote a long essay about uh, uh, non-racist uses of uh, runes and the black sun symbol uh, because he had gotten banned off of social media for using the black sun as it's associated with, with Nazis. But he tried to come up with some spiritual reason why he was using it. And he wrote some column that he submitted and we temporarily posted on our Tumblr. Uh, then the guy said he took the vaccine and started acting all weird and started posting pictures of him cutting himself and shit. And we figured he had snapped because he had a bad reaction to the vaccine. Then he just disappeared. So we figured the guy had died from the vaccine. Turns out he had not died. He was, in fact, reborn <laughs> under another persona on YouTube with his girlfriend who they were supposedly, you know, non-racist skinheads. They were like, oh, he listened to a uh, goth and all this different kind of weird music and stuff, supposedly. Um, we knew there was something a little sketchy about the guy when he didn't really know any reggae. Like, how are you a traditional skinhead and you don't really know any reggae? Like, that's kind of boneheady, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, a, a bonehead is a skinhead colloquial term for a, a racist or a neo-Nazi. So anyway, this guy has been reborn on YouTube as a bonehead. All this white power stuff, national socialism, all this stuff that he was telling us he was so much against and he hated Nazis and, and they stole the symbols from the pagans and 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 it was it was an affront to his traditional culture and all this stuff. Yeah, well, he's a big old bonehead on the internet. And what I figure is, he's a Fed, right? Because he's using a different name. 
it's still him. It's still his picture. It's still him and his girlfriend. But now both of them are in the picture rather than just, just him usually like it used to be. Uh, and uh, he was the guy who was trying to recruit us for Azov. And we told him, we said, well, we got to go fight for Joe Biden. What are you talking about? Uh, and don't you know that most of those guys are Nazis? Oh, no, some of them use the black sun for the spiritual reason, what I'm talking about, and blah, 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 blah. We're like, yeah, okay. And we roasted the guy for supporting Azov. He thought Azov was cool, and Ukraine, you know, did need to defend itself against Russia and stuff. So we were always roasting the guy, and maybe that's why he disappeared and uh, faked his death or whatever. That might have added to it because his fed off failed. <laughs> uh and this is not the first time that I've gotten these fed type people. And the problem is that I know it's not a conspiracy theory because there is proof, ample proof that you can easily look up of the FBI trying to get people to become neo-Nazis, do terror, and, and and do other weird Nazi shit. Um, and it's really a shame that our tax dollars are funding this. Um, I've had the FBI come to my house about a meme that I, I didn't even make, but they thought I made. Um, and the guy told me, well, you know, I, I'm sorry to have bothered you, but if you do see anybody do anything shadier that they shouldn't be on the Internet, here's my card. You can let us know. I said, every time I see somebody doing something shady on the Internet, it pretty much looks like it's one of your guys. That's what I told him, the FBI agent, because it is. Most people doing something shady on the Internet are feds trying to trap other people into joining them in that shady activity. And it's a fucking waste of money. And somehow all of these mass shooters were known to the FBI. Known to the FBI. Uvalde shooter, known to the FBI. Uh, Sandy Hook shooter, known to the FBI. The fucking uh, Stoneman School shooter, known to the FBI. Um, so if you're in the FBI and you're watching this, how about you stop wasting our fucking money with this bullshit hmm? and go take care of shit like these jackasses trying to fucking assassinate people, huh? Or why don't you deal with some of the massive crime that's going on? Human trafficking is a real problem, guys. I'm sure you have the fucking funding to deal with it. Yet you're making Nazis and asking Jews if we're Nazis on the taxpayer's dime. It's fucking disgusting. Anyway, it's almost 11 p.m. and we're going to end this show with a good old fuck the feds. Where's it? Where's the camera? Fuck the feds. Uh, 
and fucking legalize freedom. All right. Legalize freedom, people. Bring everything down to the local level because all politics is local. There's nothing as far as politics go that can be covered for every person in the country fairly from Washington. There's not one topic. We just need to follow the Constitution. I know it sounds crazy, like this is revolutionary, right, guys? But we just follow the fucking Constitution. And then if there's things that are not in the Constitution that you want to be laws or something, you need to do that at your local level and stop trying to fucking enforce it on everybody in the country, okay? The federal government is the enemy of the people. The only way to change that is for you and me and everybody who's got fucking freedom ideas to run for office, all right? The general election for the midterms is November 8th. I am imploring you, if you are a Republican and you lose in the primaries, Take a break two weeks after the primaries and come back and run as a fucking write-in independent. See if you win. Don't give up because these motherfuckers will fuck you and you will think that it's your fault. It's gaslighting. Don't give up. Run for office. Even though I know that a lot of places are, are stacked against and blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and I don't even think they count the votes in my district. Whatever. Get your ideas out there. Use social media, whatever you have to do. And just run and tell the people about your ideas. If they keep seeing you running and they all love you, even if you don't win the first time. If they all fucking keep loving you. And they keep loving what you're talking about. And they know you're talking for the people. And then they continually see them not let you win. They're exposed. So either way, if you lose, you've won something. You've won an expose of what they've done to you to make you lose. Okay? And nine times out of ten, they are doing something to you to make you lose. I've worked on many political campaigns over the years, and the opposition is doing something. They're not just running on their great looks and ideas. They are playing dirty. So just keep in mind that they're always playing dirty and be prepared for it and don't fucking give up. That's my message for this week. Remember, if you are in Illinois, please go out and vote in the Republican primaries tomorrow for Max fucking Solomon. He probably wouldn't like that I use the F word in there because he's the square Christian guy. But let's be realistic. Max fucking Solomon. All right. He's the only one that on the Republican ballot that has a chance against Pritzker. Nobody in Chicago is going to vote for fucking Darren Bailey. All right. Though black people are going to vote for Darren Bailey, even though he's got a black running mate. She's out of touch, too. No Latinos. Nobody. Just nobody. Just some random people who kind of like what he says and 
and oh, he says that he supported Trump the whole time. His whole thing is riding out of the coattails of Trump, and he's not even half as charismatic as Trump. And by the way, Trump threw most of his fucking base under the bus since January 6th. Anyway. So it's like, you just got the Trump endorsement. Have you noticed how that's been a curse since January 6th? Everybody who's fucking trying to get, you know, that has been endorsed by Trump is like, you know, DeSantis even snubbed an endorsement from Trump. Because at this point, it's a fucking death curse. Uh, so ignore the media. Ignore the former politicians that you know. Ignore all the face fags. Ignore all the, 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 all of this. Ignore that. Use this. Forget the faces. Remember the minds. And don't give up. And that's all for tonight, folks. I'm Natasha Devine. This is the show. Good night. Legalize fucking freedom!